Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the Unbuja Food Aid. When you're cooking at home, want to set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the Unbuja Food Aid. Good morning, Twin Cities, <laughs> Eastside St. Paul, and surrounding neighborhoods. This is Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be careful with your driving out there. I'm just going to say that because, yeah, it's um, it's kind of difficult <laughs> with all the ice and so forth that's going on out there. So. Thank you so much for uh, sitting down with us, sitting down with me this morning. I have to rephrase that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it is a wonderful Saturday. Okay, it's a little gray Saturday, but you know, it, when you're sitting down with the Unbuji Foodie, it's always a wonderful Saturday. <laughs> so I hope that you're taking the time to have your cup of coffee, uh, whatever meal that you're having right now, uh, and just take the hour. And uh, definitely listen to some interesting information that I have regarding food events and things that are happening around the Twin Cities. Uh, If you have any questions or comments or would like to share perhaps an event that is in your neighborhood, please feel free to do so. Uh, Give me a call here at 651-200-3479. Once again, that is 651-200-3479. I want to encourage you to um, or invite you, I should say, and encourage you. Uh, please follow me on social media, which is the Unbuji Foodie on Facebook, Instagram is the underscore Unbuji Foodie, and Twitter is at Unbuji Foodie. Uh, my my co-host is not here. I'm throwing him under the bus. My co-host is not here today. But basically, if you have you want to find out any information, uh, or you have questions or maybe polls that we would put out there, you could find him on Twitter at uh, Unbougie Foodie Junior. Uh, yeah. So yeah, please check that out. Uh, I also do have a website available, which is uh, www.theunbougiefoodie.com. Uh, you'll hear past episodes as well as uh, see foods that I've cooked, created, what whatnot. I'm not a chef. <laughs> we, we've established that many, many years ago. But I really do enjoy, um, you know, finding new recipes, cooking foods at home, coming up with some weird stuff myself, um, and letting my nephew, my co-host, be the guinea pig. <laughs> anyway, uh, once again, I want to really uh, thank you for sitting down with me uh, this morning some interesting things to share um but the top of the hour though 
<sighs> it's sad to say, so sad to say, um, if you're not familiar with, oh boy, Smoking Jay's Catering and Cuisine, um, you could find them on their Facebook as well. Um, chef Jerry Evans, executive chef Jerry Evans, he is the founder of Smoking Jay's Catering and Cuisine, and he started that in June 2014. Um, he's the executive chef, uh, you know, and owner, if you would, and it's a independently owned barbecue and catering company. Well, many within the community probably know. Um, what has actually occurred um, we want to let you know that he recently um, suffered a, a heart attack unfortunately he is uh, he is uh, actually s- stable um, I believe but he has to right now he has a lot of health issues that he has to actually uh, overcome. So they are currently they are currently seeking um, help and assistance. Uh, there is a GoFundMe page that is also available to help with um, you know his well being, uh, and you could also find this information on his Facebook page as well. Um, but It's being organized. The GoFundMe has been organized by Tawanda Ridley. And again, it is you're just asking people to to consider giving mainly because as a person that has been in the community and especially during George Floyd, uh, the George Floyd um Incident, if you would, or during that time period, um, he really extended himself and fed the community and was a pillar when it came down to, um, you know, that's the support uh, that was needed for those that were out there that were um, in protest of what occurred with George Floyd. So at this point, um, and I'll read you the information from the GoFundMe page. Um, but it is so on December 15, 2020, just before the holidays, he um, suffered a heart attack. You know, on his way to the hospital, he stopped breathing and he had also suffered from pneumonia and had been placed on a ventilator. Now, of course, we know that during this time period, um, we're all going through. You know, we're all faced with, you know, COVID-19. So it's very, uh, I'm quite sure that they were feeling, um, you know, very anxious about his well-being and his health, um, you know, especially being placed on a ventilator. But he was immediately uh, placed in the ICU department and had um, test run to see if he suffered any type of brain damage because of lacks of a lack of oxygen. Uh, after running tests, he, the doctors found out or they concluded that he had uh, uh, anaxic uh, brain damage. 
So he, even though he remains in the hospital, um, there are positive changes. He's no longer on the ventilator. He is breathing on his own, but um, and he's showing you know responses to pain. Um, I believe uh, I had spoken to Chef. This is personal. Um, I had spoken to uh, uh, one of a chef. I'm quite sure a mutual chef friend, um, but Chef Manuel um, Manuel uh, Perez Winston. And he mentioned that he was able to uh, lift up his head. So in the in the state that he was in previously, he was not able to do these things. But uh, as it progressed, um, definitely uh, keep him definitely in your prayers. And those prayers definitely were helpful. But here, you know, they are still in need. The Evans family is still in need. And they're hoping that, you know, they're they're a humble family. So we know that all, as I mentioned before, he had extended himself and made himself available to the community. And they're not at all looking to, you know, asking for help, you know, through the GoFundMe to, of course, get any payment and whatnot. But one his business still needs to continue because that is what was able to help his family. But also there are now um, physical and medical bills and housing and food and so forth and other costs of living that have to be considered. Um, and so, you know, they're just asking for folks, you know, definitely to continue to pray for him so that he has a full recovery and, you know, being a small business help, definitely help them out. He is a father of seven. He's a grandfather. Um, you know, his grandchildren, you know, call him Papa. He's a brother, an uncle. You know, his entire family loves him very, very much. He is a, a husband and wife of 14 years as of this year, Miss Angela Davis. So um, know that we're thinking of you and shout out to you. Uh, and he is the the patriarch of this family. So you can also uh, reach out and maybe find out more information and see how you could help by reaching out to uh, the Worldwide uh, Outreach for Christian Ministries. And as for Pastor Curtis Farrar, they're located at 38th and Chicago. So it won't be difficult to, you know, won't be difficult at all to, to find him or to find out more how you might be able to help. But, you know, financial assistance is actually needed. And, you know, they are definitely loved by the community. And uh, again, the fact that he was at that intersection, helping out, feeding the community uh, through the church's community outreach in the adjacent lot um, says so much. So if you are interested uh, in, and when I say if you're interested, we encourage you uh, definitely, you know, visit his uh, Facebook page. And you'll find the information out there as well. Um, but his Facebook page is Smoking Jays Catering and Cuisine. And 
if you've seen it recently, uh, you know, they talked about him on Fox 9, um, but they described him as being a, a Minneapolis minister who helped feed crowds of people at the George Floyd Square. Uh, and the fact that he's been hospitalized, um, you know, his wife was on, um, was also being interviewed as well and brought that to the community and let them know. I remember specifically, um, seeing, um, her reach out, uh, to the community. And at first I didn't really understand what was actually occurring. And then, you know, definitely chef Manny spoke to me a little bit further in it and said that there was a GoFundMe page and definitely want to make sure that, you know, it is going to be an event that you, you know, uh, not an event, excuse me, you can go to the GoFundMe page and, and help financially with the purpose of being able to, to help the family too. That's the important thing. And remember it, it is for his family, you know, with such a, uh, outreach that he does why not um show our appreciation and and care uh, you know that we have for the family uh but i want to also talk about um ooh i'm sorry <laughs> uh another there's an event that's actually going to be going on as well and that's going to be at provision community restaurant that is going to be hmm, let me see if I could find it that is mm-hmm. and I've lost the information. I will find that in just a second, but they are actually doing a, if you would, a fundraiser and I believe it is, um, eat cooks, cooks of hope, I believe. Mm-hmm. But it's going for it's going towards um, Chef Jerry uh, Evans. Eat cooks of hope. There we go. All right. So there is an event that is actually going to be occurring. It is a pop up, um, basically. And it is Cologne House Cafe is uh, sponsoring this, but they're working in collaboration with Provision Community Restaurant. So Eat Cooks of Hope. Uh, It's going to be a series of pop-ups that's going to be available. And if you go to, let's see, the page itself is Eat Cooks of Hope. And that's uh, on Facebook. I'm sorry. That's on uh, Facebook. 
but Jen, uh, um, today, January 16th at Provision Community Restaurant, Eat Cooks of Hope is going to begin a, a series of pop-ups in support of Chef Jerry um, Evans. Um, you can go to, let's see, the there's an Eventbrite uh, page that you could actually visit, uh, which is, or go to Cologne House Cafe that will give you more information. Um, the uh, our friend to the show and person that we're familiar with in the community, Jared Brewington, along with Chef Jay Paul, uh, who else? Um, Miss uh, Angie Davis, um, excuse me, Angie Evans, Jerry Evans, uh, as well as Peter Dominic. Uh, they are all um, working in collaboration with Provision Community Restaurant so that they'll be providing food. Uh, they will be serving from 11 to 7 p.m. So uh, that is, again, January 16th, today's date. Uh, and 30% of uh, all of the contributions, donations, and so forth will actually go towards you know support of the family to make sure that, um, you know, specifically Chef Jerry, his medical needs are, are, are taken care of and are met. Um, but also being able to continue uh, their uh, their care for the community, you know, uh, they still have to make a living, and so being able to, um, you know, still provide for the community is a, a huge part of their life. But you know, this is also a way in which they're able to support Chef Jerry. Uh, in his time of need so again and if I, I apologize if that seemed a bit broken up but again today Saturday January 16th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. you we're encouraging you to go to Provision Community Restaurant Provision is located at 2940 Harriet Avenue in Minneapolis Minnesota 55408 um but specifically, the page that you could find out more information, um, go to the um, uh, Facebook and uh, type in Eat Cooks of Hope, uh, and you'll find more information further about that. Uh, and support the family. Support this, um, this pop-up series so that, um, you know, in hopes of him getting the medical attention that he needs, uh, and I should say the continued medical attention that he needs, but also in support of the, his family as well uh, in their time, their time um, of need as well. Uh, there is a an event on uh, Eventbrite, too, if you're also interested. And so, again, um, working in conjunction or in collaboration with Cologne uh, House Cafe, Jared Brewington. Um they have an event bright uh, pop-up event by cooks eat cooks of hope that you could go to so just go to Eventbrite and then do cooks of hope and you'll be able to find that uh find out that information or a pop-up information uh along with that we know that martin luther king day is coming up 
and yeah, Chef Manny, friend of the show, another friend of the show, very important um, person that I consider and value. So shout out to you, Chef Manny. He's most likely working at uh, Provision, um, helping out with the event for today. Um, so give him a shout out to uh, if you all visit and uh, see him at Provision. But he himself is actually uh, having an event uh, that is, let's see, uh, for on Martin Luther King Day from 5 a. excuse me, 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m., um, Sheer Taste, which is under, um, you know, Manuel Winston has Hospitality, they will be providing free red beans and rice. Uh, and again, that is from 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. And that is at Sheer Taste. Um, so you can go to mwinstonhospitality.com to find out more about that. Um, but it's your taste. Uh, they're a fast, casual um, catering, meal planning, um, items that he has you know, made available through um, uh, he works in, in conjunction with uh, provision uh, under sheer taste, but the items that he's provided, for instance, on his menu, catering menu is well, that's the catering menu. Meal plans are there, but let me see. I'm trying to get to this manual. Uh, you could definitely go to his uh, the his page and see the menu. Uh, there are beef stroganoff, uh, meatloaf, uh, roasted chicken, a frittata, uh, egg white omelets. That's under his meal plan. So there are various things. The restaurant menu specifically is ro- uh, pot roast, mac and veggies, uh, shrimp and grits, and if you'd like something to drink other than just standard water, there's mineral water, which is a San Pellegrino. Uh, but clearly there are he does a wide variety of things but specifically on Martin Luther King Day from 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Sheer Taste will be providing red beans and rice to the community so check them out he has a number of other things that are coming up as well interestingly enough um, and I'll you know definitely provide you more information as uh, it's shared but Valentine's Day, he will be having available um, chocolate-covered strawberries and truffles. Um, yeah, that's going to be... Uh, who does... Y'all know Valentine's Day. That is what is on people's minds. Um, somehow, the two are always associated together. Um, maybe because strawberries look like carts. And who doesn't like something... Well, Two wonderful things, strawberries and chocolates, you know, combined <laughs> and made available. So remember that on Valentine's Day, uh, Chef Man, Chef Manny is actually going to be uh, providing um, 
chocolate covered strawberries and truffles as well so um i believe that is on a is that on a sunday i think it's on a sunday well so i'll, I'll tell you his 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 schedule uh specifically for sheer taste so on Fridays, it is from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Saturdays, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then Sunday, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So, again, um, you know, working on, you know, under, we're in collaboration with uh, Provision, um, Sheer Taste. Um, Chef Manny is providing... Uh, a few items that you might be interested in or events that you might be interested in. But again, keep in mind, Martin Luther King Day, red beans and rice uh, from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. And then Valentine's Day, there's going to be chocolate covered strawberries and truffles. So I'm just reiterating that once again, just so that you know. Uh, there, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite places uh, that I'm always going to give a shout out to and clearly they know that I am I stand for uh, you know I stand smoke session barbecue so they're they're out there now uh, they're, well not right now but from 11am to when they're sold out uh, they're going to be at 1590 uh, White Bear Avenue. Uh, gosh, people, I tell you, I I don't think you know during the winter time they don't have the op- not as much I should say because clearly, uh, clearly they take some time you know to maybe do maintenance on their vehicle or on their truck uh, or maybe the weather is just kind of yeah not so great. <laughs> So who wants to actually be out there in you know during the winter time? It's not it's not the best. Uh, but they are definitely been out there the past few days, uh, and I'm excited about that. I have not gone to them this season yet. As a matter of fact, during the what COVID time, um, they were it was very limited, very very limited. Uh, but. You know they're going to be out there, so if you are definitely interested in having some barbecue, some good barbecue too, really good barbecue. And I'm not just saying that because I've gone to them multiple times, um, but yeah, um, yeah, some really great barbecue. But again, they're going to be there from uh, at uh, 1590 uh, White Bear Avenue. That's in, I guess you would say it's Maplewood. But you'll see them there in the parking lot. Um, there should be a number of trucks that are there that are also offering other things as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just a huge shout out to uh, Smoke Session Barbecue. I want to tell you that uh, you know how much I love y'all. <laughs> yeah, I know it's cold. And probably you're probably thinking, okay, I don't really eat crepes during cold time or, or whatnot. But uh, yeah, there is. And I saw them at 
the same place that Smoke Sessions was, and I, I think that's kind of how we how we I found out about this, this place. It's called Minnesota Sweet Comforts, and yes, it's desserts. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Um, it's they're crepes, all kinds. I mean, crepe cakes, um, your standard crepes, and the the variety that they have and it's it's so good it inexpensive you'll have to go to their facebook page to actually check them out but they offer delectable soft crepes with sweet cream and fruit fillings there's crepes as you know they're similar to a very thin pancake they're uh, made fresh individually by hand and specifically Minnesota Sweet Comforts specializes in crepe cakes and rolled sweet crepes uh, and quite delicious. Uh, I'm just going to say I had an assorted <laughs> at one point. It's not like I've had it. This was I guess this was back when I don't know. August, September or something. And that's when I found out about them. So they have a Facebook page and I had didn't know anything about them at all. And they just happened to be in the parking lot that uh, smoke sessions were in and uh, Ninja Sushi and El Perriente. Uh, yeah. They have some wonderful stuff, y'all. Really, and if you're you're interested in finding out more about them and want to go to their their page, you can definitely find them on Facebook. But they also have a website as well, which is uh, minnesotasweetcomforts.com. So M N for Minnesota sweetcomforts.com. S W E E T C O M F O R T S dot com. So Minnesota Sweet Comforts, and it, they'll you'll look on their page and you're seeing all the different uh, items that they have available. It's mouthwatering. I'm just going to tell you, um, light, very there. If you've had crepes before, you know what crepes are like. Um, there's a rainbow. I mean, I'm just going through a number of ones that they have on their, on their page, but there's a rainbow, there's strawberry crepe. There's a unicorn crepe, uh, the salted caramel, so those are I think I believe I had yeah I had the strawberry crepes y'all and it's not like a, a very a, a sliver or, or a, it's a good size slice it's a really good size slice I just gotta say but just the crepes alone by themselves they're individually rolled and I believe they have like assorted ones as well uh, where is it Gosh, maybe it was just uh, at that particular time that they were out there. But clearly, you can, um, they have an assorted assortment. I think you you get maybe like four crepes and you can select the different types that you want or that you're uh, interested in. Um, I remember having definitely the salted caramel uh, apple. So good. Um, and that salt, just the, the cake itself is made out of vanilla flavored crepes. It's layered with apple pie filling, vanilla cream, and then it's topped with 
uh, soft caramel piping and then uh, you know, lightly uh, sprinkled on top is a sea salt. Well, the all of that picture, all of that in an individually rolled crepe, all of the that flavor and that taste. And I, I tell you, I, we waited. I waited. Maybe not. I don't think I waited until I got home because <laughs> we were waiting for f- other food. But again, my nephew and I really enjoyed it. I mean, and I don't. I, I eat sweets not a lot when I have a craving, and I guess just I figured it was something new I hadn't seen in the neighborhood or in the community. So I was like, hey, well, I'll try this out. Um, and I, I, it was just great. It really was great. The thing about it is that I don't think at the time that we tried them out, they had a specific space to themselves. As of late, I'd say maybe about mm, the past 30 days, maybe less, they now have a place that they could call their own. And they are located at 2259 Minnehaha Avenue East. So that's in Maplewood. And they are open today. You got to check them out. You really do have to check them out. They're open from 10 a.m. 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm giving myself bad ideas right about now. Uh, yeah. Check them out. Minnesota Sweet Comforts. Definitely visit their Facebook page, too. That you could order a, an actual cake by itself, too. And, you know, you go to their page and you'll see the prices and so forth. But when you go to their shop, you'll be able to see... Uh, you know all the other things that they offer as well and as of what yesterday they were saying that they are going to have a, a matcha green tea um some, a crepe uh, cake available as well matcha green tea y'all is actually very good i know it's it might be like an acquired taste but it's so it's so mild it's so i don't even know how to describe it really and i i should be better and be able to do that but Clearly, this stuff is really, really good. Um, but they're going to be having a grand opening today, by the way. Um, and like I said, it's going to be open from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Uh, but that's still they sell, sell out. So if you don't get over there today, you might miss out on all, all the wonderful festivities. But it's going to be limited, you know, you know, crepes that are going to be, you know, cake slices and so forth that are going to be available, but they will have uh, bento cakes uh, also available. Uh, the cake slices are prepackaged, ready to go. Don't really have to worry. Um, oh, you have to wait for an actual slice or whatever. It's already pre-cut and everything. But yeah, they are a great small business uh, located in Maplewood. Uh, I didn't, I think they noticed, I noticed that they were saying that they're open Sunday from 10 a.m. to 3.30. Monday, they're closed. Tuesday uh, through Saturday, they're open from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. So make sure you check them out and definitely go to their grand opening. 
That's today. <laughs> Make sure you go. Again, the address. The address is 2259 Minnehaha Avenue East. And that's in Maplewood, Minnesota, 55119. Again, 55119. Maybe you have some place or in your area, some little restaurant in your area or maybe a little spot. And I say this all the time, but, you know, as a community sharing individual uh we hope that you want to share with others maybe what's a great spot that's in your area that you'd like to share or some place that you think need to be talked about shared on the show please feel free to give me a call here at the on the you know on air at 651-234-79 or for future you could always reach out to me either by Facebook, you know, leave me a Facebook um, message uh, or even send me an email at the unbougiefoodie at gmail.com. Um, I'm always interested in talking about, um, yeah, uh, go fun, uh, go, no, places to go <laughs> uh, that are in the community. You know how I'm always talking also about food shelves you know we're still in a time period where it people are still having uh, issues with food availability or accessibility and equity I'm always going to try to find some resource that I could share with you uh, you know within the community within the neighborhood that is offering some type of food distribution. And so uh, I want to share this one. And this is one that is um, an organization that's, I, I just, I love them very, very much. You know, from long ago, we, we actually go back, go way back, quite some time actually. Uh, but Indigenous Roots um, Cultural Center, they are actually going to be having a free organic food distribution that is going to be on the Tuesday, uh, January 19th from 2.30 p.m. to 3.30 uh, p.m. They are located at... They are located at 788 East 7th Street. Uh, that's in St. Paul, 55106. But again... Um, you know, it is open to the public. Um, it is free, if you would. It is only for that hour. So again, if you go to the Indigenous Roots Culture Arts Center, located at 788 East 7th Street in St. Paul, uh, make sure you are like placing that on your calendar. Um, if you're a person that's in need, um, you definitely can, you know, obtain some food um you know they're working in partnership with sisters camelot um, this tuesday and so you know definitely um, make sure that you are taking care of your family uh, or even share this information with someone that you feel may need some assistance or you might be able to you know pick them up you know 
some food and take it to them, drop it off. Um, never know what loving gesture uh, that may be. I mean, sometimes these, some folks will just, they're a bit, um, I don't want to say shy, embarrassed, um, you know, not sure how to reach out maybe to the community or maybe can't aren't sure of a resource uh, in within the community well here is one that uh, you have an opportunity to make sure you have food for yourself or maybe someone else but uh, once again they're located at 788 east 7th street indigenous roots cultural arts center uh, that is tuesday on the 19th from 2.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Uh, make sure that you are wearing your face mask. Um, you know, they're required for volunteers as for fa- as well as for family. And they're, um, you know, asking you to remember to uh, follow all social distance protocols um, when you are, you know, visiting their place. It is for pickup only. If you would like to donate, um, you do have the opportunity to or maybe to contribute you have you know uh, indigenous roots does have uh, a, a organized uh, way or opportunity for you to do that just simply go to their uh, indigenous roots indigenous.roots.org um, page and check out info or you could call them at 651-395-7145 once again 651-395-7145 Four or five, and that's if you're interested in donating, contributing, or if you have questions um, about uh, the event or or the distribution, or if you have uh, some questions regarding the organization itself. So yeah, definitely, you know, make sure you if you don't use it, pass it on to to someone else in the community. The farmer's market is going on, y'all. And believe it or not, they are open. Maybe you're thinking, hey, I haven't been to the farmer's market. And mind you, I'm going to say that for myself. I'm thinking, I won't even put it on you as, you know, out in the community. I haven't been to the farmer's market in a while. But that's just because, I don't know, I'm thinking of, I don't know how I'm feeling about COVID and everything. But as with any small business, you know, farmers markets, you know, we want to support our local farmers and local businesses and, you know, agriculture. So there are still items that you can actually obtain from St. Paul farmers market specifically. So if you want to know where it is or if you're new to the community and not sure where to find them, they're located at 290 East 5th Street. That's in downtown St. Paul. Again, 290 East 5th Street. Um, There are a number of things that are available. I believe they mentioned that there is, you know, even though it's kind of cold, you're not going to find all the all the vegetables and everything here is a time where things that are refrigerated or cold or you know when that you're putting in your freezer or whatnot you'll find these things like honey well not really in the freezer for that but honey uh meats eggs um some produce cheese and even bread and believe it or not yeah you can't put bread in the in the freezer you know and then 
toast it later, thaw it out and toast it. Uh, but yeah, everything is 100% locally grown. With St. Paul Farmer's Market, um, as with actually many other farmer's markets as well, but specifically St. Paul Farmer's Market requires that you are within a 60-mile radius, I believe, if I recall correctly. At least that's what some friends were telling me, if I remember. But yeah, they are open, and you're probably wondering, you know, there are I know I gave you a very small list of the things that are open or that are available. But if you go to their Facebook page as of today's, well, as of yesterday's date, they indicated what is actually going to be available. So, um, again, they are open today, actually open every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So make your way over there. There are a number of stuff. And it gave you it gives you on this on their page a number of different items that are available i only gave you just a very small list if you would but here uh, there are microgreens uh mushrooms squash some root vegetables that are more hearty so like the potatoes turnips rutabagas um beets um the meats that I you know mentioned specifically beef, uh, pork, lamb, chicken, duck. I haven't had goose before. Um, you know, eggs are available. Uh, jellies, jams, syrups, kimchi. I don't know. I have I remember seeing kimchi at the St. Paul Farmers Market. But yeah. Uh, Coffee is out there as well. There's even some hot barbecue takeout. What? What is that? (laughs) That's interesting to me because I have not, I did not know that they were doing any type of barbecue out there. Interesting. Very interesting. But yeah, visit their Facebook page. Check them out. I love the St. Paul Farmer's Market. It's, I think because of the cold, it might not be as crowded. But then again, you know, this is Minnesota. Folks in Minnesota love to do cold winter things. Um, so, yeah, it might be you might be with some folks. It won't be totally empty, but it's something to do, something regarding food. And, you know, I'm all about advocating for getting out and doing something with food or for food. Yeah, so St. Paul Farmer's Market 100% locally grown and for gosh, since 1854. That's the interesting thing to me. Like I know farmers markets have always like been around. I remember I don't think it would be like a farmer, really a farmer's market. I think I really got interested in it going to farmer's markets when in my late early 30s. That's late. In California, there probably were farmer's markets, but we probably didn't know about them. Well, see, I take that back because, okay, if you're for you. 
and I didn't forget my roots, but being from Los Angeles, there is a place called the Farmer's Market. Uh, the what? Third uh, Street Farmer's Market. And um, I don't know. It's it, it was a farmer's market. It was. But I'm just going to put it out there and say it was in a bougie part of town. <laughs> so it was more of... Yes, you could get it. It didn't seem like you know the the standard like community farmers market. It was like a bunch of businesses. Yes, there were places that you know, or, or some booths that had you know, um, I don't know, just vegetables that you could get for cheap or whatever. But I think people were more so there to there were there were food vendors that were there. And you could purchase some of their their food wares and so forth. But again, it just seemed like this huge open air shopping mall with these stalls. And it's it's had been going on for for decades. I'm quite sure when Los Angeles was really first established, that's probably one of the places that you know had a farmer's market. And so people would actually go there and get their meats and eggs and so forth and then it just you know as los angeles grew and more businesses again being in the area that it was they started putting a bit but more structures that were i don't know what do you want to say um bougie (laughs) they're not just like a a shack uh these were you know so of course the third street farmer's market had to kind of adjust and make do and realize, okay, if we want to kind of like draw people in based upon the community that we're, we are in. um, Yeah. We want to, we need to put some sides on our, on our booths, um, lighting, I don't. I can't think of what it would be similar to it here in Minnesota, because it, yes, it, of course it would be open very early. I think they were opening at six a.m. or something. But uh, especially during around the holiday time, um, there would be the whole area of haystacks um, and and corn stalks and just an area where you could take pictures and, and everything for during the harvest season during the you know winter months or you have with California it's not like we had like any snow in Los Angeles but you know they would set up you know lights for you know the Christmas holiday or whatnot uh, I can't think of anything or, or it, can't recall any place right now here within the Twin Cities that really does that, or maybe a farmer's market that really does that. But again, I'm, I'm all going back to thinking of the St. Paul Farmer's Market, and it says since 1854. I In Los Angeles, that's the only type of farmer's market that I could recall. And I really didn't get interested in a farmer's market until maybe like I said my early 30s where I wanted to I want to I wanted to start cooking more at home and um, I guess I just enjoyed the atmosphere and taking you know that that shopping bag and getting some green onions getting some onions or you know 
potatoes and maybe a loaf of bread or some type of other produce and just walking around with people seeing what they're uh, purchasing you know what vendors are offering overhearing conversations about uh, a particular recipe and what they uh, you you know what ingredients they're putting in or how they really need to go to this specific um uh vendor to get it. We have a caller. Hi caller, thanks so much for your phone call. Tell us your name and where you're calling from, please. It's Beverly Wright, Indian <laughs> Wright. We're calling from Los <laughs> Good morning, family. Good morning. <laughs> how are you all doing? We're good. We're listening. And um, your mother feels that you're not being honest with your memories about shopping at Farmer's Market. I d- what? I think I think I am. You used to go a lot to Farmer's Market. Yes, sir. <laughs> this is my mother, y'all. China. <laughs> um, what's the- I know that it wasn't outdoors, and I know that there were a lot of other things, and it's so different now. But remember, Grand Central's been around for over a hundred years. Yes, wasn't that kind of more like a farmers market where we could get fresh produce and fresh fish? Well, that is actually considered a food hall, um, oh, and yeah. yeah. So the uh, farmers market—I mean, true enough—that would be very. I guess that would be very similar to that. But no, that would actually have been considered a food hall. And many, many months ago, uh, maybe two years ago, actually, I remember doing a piece or having an episode specifically on farmers mark. Excuse me, on food halls, and I concentrated on um, Grand Central and how, yeah, it was it was the place. There are different versions of, of food halls, or you know, based upon their size. And Grand Central was kind of considered um, at that particular time a destination food hall because it offered here all these vendors came together to um, bring their wares. um, And because it was in a structure, it was in a building and so forth. um, That's why they were calling it that rather than a farmer's market. It's more outdoors, um, you know, very temporary tables and so forth. So, no, I. I I thought about that too while I was saying that. Trust me, I was like, farmer, did we really go to any farmers market? But the closest thing that I was thinking of is the strawberry festival. I think that was like one of the other things. But see, that was all strawberries. That was different too. And so, again, um, the Third Street uh, farmers market, the farmers market that we know in Los Angeles, over on what La Brea and Third or Fairfax and Third. Right, exactly. Well, that's what it's called now. But back then, it was that's what it was called was the Third yeah, Street. And so, if you probably remember back then too, it was all about they did have you know vegetables and so forth, but it was more like a bunch of food like businesses. And the area that it was in, it wasn't there wasn't like really temporary booths. These were like almost like structures that were in. But it was kind of like open air. Um, but, you know, y'all are right. I mean, you're you're very close. But your farmer's markets, too, are like what you have in downtown Los Angeles. 
you know, remember when I came to visit and we went to um, the farmer's yeah. market and walked up and down? All different kinds of stuff. Yeah. Right. It's still there every Sunday. That's awesome. Well, dang. Thanks. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to end the show and no one's going to call. And I'm talking about farmer's markets. (laughs) But no. Thanks so much for y'all for calling in. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all very much. Um, uh, Thank you for, I won't even say refreshing my memory, mother. (laughs) Uh, but no I I hadn't forgotten uh, about Grand Central at all trust me I really hadn't thanks so much for your phone call take care love you (laughs) that's my family y'all see how they try to correct me on air (laughs) That's, that's funny I love them um but yeah, this is um, uh, I, I was it kind of threw me off for a minute because I was getting so close to the end, and all of a sudden the phone starts ringing. Uh, but no, uh, farmers markets, you know, make sure you you do something. You know, it's, I know it's kind of like dreary out there and everything, but still, you could get out there and and do something fun uh, with food. There are so many places that are restaurants that are opening and that are have been open. Um, since what Monday, even though it's at fifty percent, still have an opportunity to actually go and make reservations and and do the dining. So why not do that as well? I know I'm about to. Oh gosh, see, we've come to the end of the show. I really want to uh, thank you all so much for sitting down with me. Time does go by kind of fast, doesn't it? Uh, please make sure that you go out and support um, Chef um, Jerry, Chef Jerry Evans and his family. Make sure you go to that Facebook um, page, uh, Smoking Jays um, Barbecue and Catering. You'll see all the information that you need to help support and go to provisions. Until next time, people, I want to remind you: never let anyone tell you what type of food it would be, because really, it is food that brings us together and strengthens our community. Make sure we concentrate on that. Support your local businesses, food businesses at that. Until next time, peace. Ooh, and taste it. Unbougie food day.